You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Back with you on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR. Who should have a life plan? My answer would be anyone who is at or near retirement. Because a life plan takes into account some of the things that Colin Busby talked about. How long do I need or want to work? What tax planning have I done? When do I apply for Canada Pension or Old Age Security? And what do I want to do when I do retire? Those questions are addressed now by Sherry McMillan. This area has certainly become an area of expertise, Peter. You know, in years past, because we had small estates, we would just prepare a will and move forward in our estates. But today we need a life plan. We need to protect our entire estate um, for our whole life. And then we need to protect it for the next generation when we've created wealth. And so it takes a number of experts in order to put that plan together. So traditionally, I would say just like a a doctor, you would go to your general GP, but you'd never go to your general GP for heart surgery. Of course, you're going to hire that specialist, the cardiologist. And estate planning is no different. So what you're looking for in the community is you want somebody with the credentials called a trust and estate practitioner, and it's called a TEP. But basically, it's a body of individuals that have studied a very long time in this particular arena. So they're not practicing in other areas, generally speaking. So they're not going down to the courts and, you know, fighting for divorces. They're not, um, you know, filing income taxes. This is not who they are. They are complete strategists about how to design a state effectively for your life and for your family's life in the future. There's not a heck of a lot of us in the world. Um, I believe right now the numbers are all over the world, the entire world. There's only about 10,000 members in, in Canada around 700. So it's not a big group. We probably know each other quite well. We have a number of these people in our office, obviously. Um, And traditionally, they will have a number of credentials. And we're very fortunate because some of ours have both. So we have people that are dual licensed, both as accountants and lawyers, so that they can really argue with themselves, we say, all the time in the office to make sure both angles are being contemplated. Because you may do something for tax, but it hurts you legally. Or you may do something legally, but it hurts you for income tax. And so it's balancing that to make sure all the issues and the what ifs are considered. The other thing I always say to the you know general public is it's very hard, unless you do specialize in this area, to stay current. And you know, this past year, the past couple of years, as we've seen uh, politicians change and potential changes in our income tax acts, both Canada, the US, England, What's happening is even as estate planners that endeavor, like our whole focus is to stay current. I always say to my team, you know, we're only three years old. So don't rest on your laurels that you got, you know, exceptional marks in university and so forth. That's irrelevant. What we learned then is history. And going forward, we have to stay just as diligent about staying current and what changes are happening. And, you know, Peter, it's a very challenging industry because what has happened is we've become international families. We're not Canadian families anymore. We may have begun as a Canadian family, but we have assets in other jurisdictions. Our children have gone to other jurisdictions. We might retire to other jurisdictions. And everywhere you have family members or everywhere you have assets, you actually have an estate. And it might not 
be complementary to the jurisdiction you think you're preparing in. So, you know, a common um, misunderstanding is, well, I have, for example, a will in Canada and I have my U.S. property, so I'm covered. Well, you're not because they may not recognize your documents. And one of the challenges we have, you know, discovered and corrected for our families is when they're down there, if they get sick, nobody acknowledges the Alberta documents. Well, we have to have documents in the in the jurisdiction they've chosen to buy property and retire. Or we have children in other jurisdictions and they may not inherit the way you think smoothly because there is income tax generationally there in the United States, for example. So I always encourage families to be looking for a team of professionals that stay current, that have the credentials of trust and estate practitioners, and that this is 100% of their day. This is not something they're puttering at. This is something that there is a complete focus on. Uh, areas that should be considered. When you get a life plan done, it can read like a small book in many ways. But the chapter's uh, headings might include things like tax, will include things like tax planning, trust planning, business succession, asset and investment protection, uh, generational planning, charitable giving, multi-jurisdictional estates, uh, U.S. estate tax issues for Canadians. Those would seem to be the common ones, but every plan is unique. So there may even be other chapter titles uh, in the book uh, by the time you get finished. That's right. So what we're finding now is we're much more modern in our thinking as families. And so, for example, historically, I wouldn't have said that this was a common transaction in an estate plan, but it is today. So I'll have a a family business, for example, that's very successful and has a high net worth, Um, Mom and dad are at that shift of retirement now or getting ready, and their young children are starting to marry. Well, they want to help their young children, you know, maybe buy their first house and things like that, but they want to be protective about it because in modern society, we have the risk that our children may not succeed in marriage. And so if you're a very affluent family, that's a very scary thought. So in many affluent families, part of their life planning is we'll do prenuptial arrangements for affluent families with the children before they marry so that the wealth in the family is again protected. And another mechanism that we'll use for matrimonial protection, Peter, is trust planning to wrap around the family's estate and the only beneficiaries of that wealth will be the family members. And if they're happily married for decades ahead, obviously they will benefit. But if they end the marriage, that that wealth will remain with the appropriate bloodline. And so then it's not going to jeopardize mom and dad's retirement. It's not going to jeopardize that we have to prematurely sell the family cottage in BC. It's going to protect those assets that we care about. The main motivators then for completing a life plan would seem to be tax issues and preserving family harmony, which is one that I think a lot of people don't really think about until they have to think about it, and then you realize that having having taken this into account is a pretty important part of the plan. Well, there's a little joke in our industry, and it says, find an estate and find a lawyer. <laughs> so, you know, I make jest, but the reality is there's a lot of conflict that can arise when everybody's in a heated emotional state due to a loss of someone they love. And this is where people are not maybe balanced in the first calendar year of losing someone they love. And there's also what we call spousal influence. So, 
you know, the child may feel, okay, well, I'd like to honor mom and dad's wishes, but there may be somebody behind them in their ear called their partner says, well, I don't think that's right, or I don't think that's fair. And so like, generally speaking, if you have three children, you actually have six people having a voice. And so I think it's really important to contemplate the fact we're going to have measures of conflict. What's important is to talk about it today, not when it happens, but today and forecast what you think could happen and mitigate that risk. And you can. So I'll give you a case study of a lovely family we had the opportunity to work with. Um, ultimately, when we were working with them, there was an assumption in this family that their daughter would inherit their family business. They felt she would because she was working in the family business and their son was not. Um, however, when we started a more full you know, conversation with the family themselves, we asked one question to the children and it was, we're preparing your mom and dad's life plan and the estate plan. And we want to understand, you know, what is sentimental to you in the estate? Because it's usually the sentimental things that will cause the conflict. And so interestingly, the daughter said, um, well, I care about a particular poem my mom wrote. I want to have the original poem. And I said, well, what about, you know, the family business? And she said, oh, I hate the family business. I just go there because I love dad. Um, So here's this parent group assuming, making an assumption. Yet the son said, I must inherit the family business because it's their family name. But he wasn't even in the family business at the time. So, you know, knowing those pieces of information allowed us to remaneuver in their life. And we now have the son in the family business and it's fantastic. His sister's definitely going to inherit the family poem. Um, and we are going to have harmony because we understood in advance what the issues may be and we've solved them. And so when it comes to that situation, there won't be high emotion around the decisions the parents made because there was participation. Now, I want to be careful because we are living really long today that you don't share numbers with the children. That's not what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting concept because it's the concept that offends and it's the concept that causes disharmony. It's not the numbers. So, for example, if they want to inherit the family business, we need to know that. They don't have to know what the value of the family business is and they don't have to know that we're buying out the sister with you know cash assets, but we have to hit the main objectives appropriately. In other cases, Peter, where we have concerns um, about elder abuse or things of that nature. And that happens as well. We have, you know, many elderly couples that come in and one of the partners is losing capacity, um, is they want to put trust protection around that elder partner so that, you know, there can be no elder abuse of accessing funds and utilizing the wealth that they have because they want to preserve it for the bloodline. So you can see that this is about real life. It's not about one moment in time I've died. That's just a small fraction on the whole planning approach because the plan should encapsulate both the joyous things you're going to do in life. Like, are you going to buy that property in California and go? Are you going to buy a yacht and go sailing? I have many clients who do crazy, wonderful things like buy helicopters and start a new business in Barbados for fun. You know, these are the things that we're adventuring into. Well, you need to be safeguarded when you're doing that because usually you're not going back to work, you want to be progressing forward. And so we want to put those fences in place for you so that that is not even a worry. You can just move forward in your life and enjoy your hard work. All things to consider as we head into the holiday season. Have that talk with your family about the future during the holidays. 
and make plans to be at one of the next upcoming seminars, January 25th in Calgary or January 31st in Red Deer. Register online at mcmillanestate.com or call the office weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.